This is Modern Leader, the podcast for corporate career women who want to feel good on their way to the top. I'm Emma Clayton, and I'll be sharing with you tangible advice to help you stop sacrificing your soul in the name of success and experience more balance, confidence, and fulfillment both in and out of work. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're well. And I would love to have a conversation with you today around balance and finding a balance that feels good for you. Now, oftentimes when we think about balance, especially in the context of being a modern leader, we think about our work-life balance, like that proportion of time that we're spending at work versus the proportion of time that we're spending out living our life and enjoying the fruits of our labour, right? And that's certainly an area we get to look at a little bit closer with a little bit more intention today. But when we're thinking about balance, what do we actually mean? And if you've listened up until now, you'll know that I like to get the dictionary definition out. And what that says is an even distribution of weight, enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady. And it just made me laugh because I thought about the time not so long ago, a few months back now, that I visited a chiropractor uh, with my knee. I was like really struggling with knee pain. I knew that my right hand side of my body was really overcompensating for the left hand knee so that it could just, you know, take less weight and stuff like that. And that I was starting to get knock-on impacts, you know, tight hips, um, lower back pain, that kind of thing, um, because of the imbalance I was experiencing with the overcompensating. And actually, when I went to see her, she stood me on these scales, not so much to look at my weight, but to see how my weight was distributed. And it was shockingly something like 70% on the right-hand side and 30% of my weight was sort of sitting over my... Uh, left hand side which was where the injury was which makes perfect sense right but obviously we need to address that balance otherwise um, those knock-on impacts are going to continue however I didn't fall over right (laughs) Um, so when I went back actually interestingly after my first eight weeks of like adjustments and taking some additional supplements for my joints and my muscles and then also working my my personal trainer, shout out to the amazing Samantha Nicole Bell for um, giving me my knee-hab, my knee-habilitation program. Um, so doing those exercises to strengthen the muscles around the knee to give it more chance to um, recover and feel stronger. And then just like building that confidence again to use the left-hand side of my body, my in particular my legs, in the same way that I use my right so I'm not overcompensating so much and when I went back and stood on these scales again she went wow can you see that and I actually I took my glasses off just to make myself a little bit lighter like you do and so I couldn't see but she said it was 50 50 my weight was distributed 50 50 but she'd never seen that before and it wasn't like I was trying to manipulate it right I couldn't actually see what the outcome was I was fascinated that I'd managed to address the balance that quickly and so was she she'd never seen that sort of perfect 50 50 split before and I think this is what I want to really come down on is that perfection is not what we're striving for here we're not striving for the perfect 50 50 
when it comes to any balance of any type really. When you look deeper into the definition, it also talks about a situation in which different elements are equal or in the correct proportions. And so I think if perfect is really rare and something that, you know, if we're striving, if we're making perfection 50-50 our goal, it's likely to set us up for failure. Rather than striving for that perfection, it's sort of finding the right proportions for you. It's finding what feels good for you. And just to add to that, it's finding what feels good for you in the season that you're in right now. So as women, we are cyclical beings. We have a 28 to 31-ish day cycle every single month, regardless of whether you're bleeding every month still or not. Our hormones do this thing where they cycle through all four seasons in the month. I learned more recently about how, you know, the first day of your bleed is your winter and then coming out the other side is into spring. And then you have your summer in the middle during ovulation, that sort of two week period. And then you sort of go down into your autumn before you go into a bleed again. Like that's our cycle. That is a very natural cycle for females. And men's cycle in contrast is actually they rise every morning and they fall every night and they recuperate that is their cycle they have a 24 hour cycle if you like whereas we have a 28 day ish cycle going a little bit off track here but this is why the moon is seen as the feminine and the sun is seen as the masculine because the sun rises and falls every day right just like the man does and the moon has this 28 day cycle that goes through its fullness and newness in that 28 days in the same way that we do as women I don't know about you but I just find that fascinating and then there's the seasons that we go through in nature over a 12 month period right the ones that we are more familiar with So our energy has different needs at different times throughout the month and at different seasons throughout the year. And it's good to honour where we're at in those natural cycles. And that's not even bringing into consideration the challenges that we might have going on, perhaps with family members being ill and needing to be seen too. Maybe your own illness or challenges physically. Perhaps you're in holiday mode and actually that brings a whole different flavour to the balance that feels good in that moment. So in terms of your work-life balance, if you were just to check in right now and think how imbalanced do you feel that is, it doesn't need to be 50-50. It just needs to be a balance that feels good and supportive of where you're at right now with what you've got going on, with what season of your life you're in, with what season you're in, in your monthly cycle and just checking in and giving it a bit of a sense check. Does that feel good? Or is there room for improvement? Now it might be obvious to you that you're spending way too much time on the work laptop, on your work phone, answering messages out of office hours and that that's starting to take its toll on you. By the same token, it might be that you're doing that and it's actually feeling good. It feels okay, it feels doable, manageable, and it actually feels like fulfilling. 
maybe there's a specific project you're working on, maybe there's a specific deal you're going after, you get to decide how that feels for you and then own it. And then there's other things, maybe you know that you're spending way too much time on social media when you're not switched on for work. But it might be that that actually is your downtime, that feels good for you, it feels nourishing for you to be spending your time in other people's energy in that way. And then it might feel that actually you're, it's sucking something from you, it's taking energy from you and you don't want to be spending so much time on it then maybe you're aware of how much time you're spending in your head. I know I do this every so often is I'm like, whoa, I'm spending so much time up in my head, thinking about the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, thinking about what's coming up, worrying maybe, procrastinating, just overthinking everything. And, you know, what's the cost of that? It's generally that we're not actually being present in our life when we're up in our head we're not somewhere else right we're not in the room with our loved ones we're not spending that quality time listening to others maybe we're just not being present in our surroundings and we're not aware of our body even I often joke that I spent majority of my first 40 years cut off from the throat down because I was up in my head I was living in my head it might as well have been like this head floating around without a body because I didn't feel connected to my body at all I wasn't aware when I had um, little niggles it had to scream at me before I would notice something I wasn't aware of emotions I you know I'd have to have this really big surge of emotion come over me to actually um, notice that there was something going on in my body so how do you feel about how present you're being how much time you're spending taking in soaking in the present moment because that's something we never get back right and I don't feel like I can talk about balance without talking about this all or nothing black or white yes or no right or wrong kind of mindset that we often have and if you just pay attention to conversations that you have with people you'll notice this come through it's just something we've picked up and I believe it's from when we were younger and you know we were taught we were taught what was good and what was bad when we were being good or bad when something was right or something was wrong and we've learned to see life through the lens of black and white when there is this whole spectrum of color in between let alone the gray there's all these different shades of gray 50 shades wasn't there (laughs) and And then this whole rainbow spectrum of colour in between. And what we want to do with, again, not striving for that perfect 50-50, which could also be seen as that black or white, yes or no, this or that, right or wrong, is to explore what is the right kind of thing for you, as I said, in that moment that you're in. I see this um, example a lot when we're looking at our relationship with food and exercise for example or alcohol so oftentimes if we like a glass of red wine or whatever our chosen tipple is and we find that we're doing it too much we often turn around and say right that's it I've got to cut out alcohol I've got to go dry and that is that all or nothing approach whereas actually a more balanced approach might be to say well I'm going to have a glass of wine when I fancy it but I'm going to stop at one 
or maybe it's that I'm only going to have the glass or the bottle of wine at the weekend and I'm going to make it last over the two or three days. It's just experimenting and playing with that kind of grey area, if you like. The same with food, right? We we often restrict ourselves on a Monday, right, I'm going to be good now, I'm going to fast, I'm going to count calories, I'm going to restrict my carbs, whatever it looks like for you. And then we often find ourselves falling off the other end of the spectrum, which is, again, that all or nothing, rather than finding a space in that grey area that's like, well, actually, I really fancy the cake, so I'm going to eat the cake and then I'm going to have the salad that I prepared for lunch or dinner, whatever it is. And actually having that balance in your diet not just being a balance of macronutrients, getting the right amount of protein, carbs and fats on your plate, but actually getting the amount of pleasure that you need in there as well as the amount of healthy restriction. And the same goes for our exercise habits. I know myself I can be very all or nothing. Thankfully, because I'm no longer sat behind a desk for five days a week, I find myself a lot more active these days. So generally, I get sort of 12,000, 15,000 steps under my belt just by walking through my day. However, when it comes to specifically applying myself to do some exercise, I go through fits and starts and it tends to be all or nothing. So I go out the gates, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to follow this plan. And I follow the plan for three days and then I fall off the other side, fall of a cliff and do nothing for three weeks. And it is, again, finding that balance. Maybe it's re-looking at how you define exercise and saying, well, actually, getting 15,000 steps is pretty active. So for that day, I've actually done my quote-unquote exercise for the day and actually being a bit more lenient on yourself. So again, exploring that grey area and not needing to be all or nothing, not needing to be a perfect balance. So hopefully that gives you a few ideas of areas to explore in your life to look at where you could create more balance. And then the question I want to leave you with is what can you do to create more balance? What simple one little thing can you do to create more balance in your life today and then go do the thing? And as always, if you'd like to continue this conversation, I would love to invite you to the next Connect call. This is a free call. It's happening for about an hour at the end of every month. It's just where you, me and some other listeners will get together to network, to continue this conversation that has started in this podcast in your ear and start to really embed and implement the changes that we're talking about here as always the link is in the show notes and if you are liking what you hear in this show I would love nothing more than for you to share it with someone that you think would also enjoy it and if you get a chance to just like make sure you're following the show and if you would like to leave a five-star rating I would be forever grateful so thank you in advance and until next time take care